listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast. To episode 289 of the Nerds Assemble podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Paul. I'm Paul, okay, retroid. Um, why the break? Um, colds of epicness on uh, Paul and mine's <laughs> side. Um, I mean, this, at least it wasn't like, COVID. This is um, more than just blocked news as well. This is like. Um, goop dripping down the back of your throat, making you cough up to the extent where you're not sure whether you're going to be sick. That type of cold. I mean, yeah, and, and, it's, it's, and, it's, it's the kind of super cold that so many people think, oh, that must be flu. It's like, no, flu's worse. But yeah. a bad cold can be really bad. Yeah, um, this was uh, keeping an eye on, you know, what my sputum was doing just to make sure I wasn't developing a wicked chest infection. Um, I did the one time when I had a, a really terrible cold a few years ago. Um, now, um, but I did pass my driving test whilst I had that cold, so it wasn't necessarily the worst cold in the world. Well, I mean, I don't. Did think you know you were doing your driving test? No, no, it, it helped me because I I felt so fucking miserable on my third <laughs> driving test that I really didn't give a what's it about what I was doing because of my usual nerves and worries. Um, had kind of drifted away Uchla. because I felt like hot, like I felt like shit. Which, like, don't get snot on the examiner, don't get snot on the examiner. That was the only thing I was worrying about. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so we've we we we've uh had two of us basically been down for the count for over it's taken over two weeks ago to cold for me. Um, Paul's just about getting over it for himself now. We think we caught it at our wedding. Um, but again, at least it wasn't COVID. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then just tonight, as we were trying to set up to record, suddenly the Zencaster, which we used, was just like, I want to be a little ass about you using me. Ah! Um, so and we're I having... want to be a little ass about you using me. Yeah. I, I don't... Oh, my! I'm high! Do you want to ignore my phrasing? Maybe this becomes... I'm, I'm, I'm sure that... Is, is that an AOA3 tag? probably um and uh yeah it was just kind of like so we're we've been forced i think it's a cookies issue we might have to clear up some cachets and cookies uh, on chrome but we're in using freaking microsoft edge for this episode on our end and it just feels so wrong and of course it does its usual thing of hey this isn't your default browser do you want to you know do you want to have us as your default browser you know you want to fuck off (laughs) Uh, mind you, speaking of Microsoft things, that's pretty much what I think a lot of people are doing with uh, Windows 11 at the moment. It's just telling it to fuck off. <laughs> Especially after a... Now, was it a 15% drop in performance on AMD? Or was it more? Because it was at least 15%. I, we, we kind of... Um, you know, On our tech, which is still running very well, thank you very much, and yeah, we we did the PC health check, and it was like, oh no, your your CPU isn't supported by Windows 11, and it's like, oh well. Yeah, 
I don't care. <laughs> and also, you know it's bullshit when Windows 11 can be installed on a bloody Raspberry Pi 4. Seriously? Does the yeah. Raspberry Pi 4 have a... Was it bloody... Is it... Is it a, I can't remember. Is it a TMP or TPM? I do not know. Either way, you, you can get it installed on a, you know, on a Pi 4... And I think it's just in time, uh, you know, recompilation and such. And it does run. I've seen people using it. And it's not what you would say, oh, yeah, oh, that, that's my new Windows 11 machine. I'll use that. But it runs on it. So I'm sorry. I think my 18 gig of RAM desktop, you know, with four cores up to four gigahertz will be able to cope. I think that it's obscene. I mean, I have no hardware at the moment that I feel comfortable trying to install 11 on. Even if it is compatible, I haven't bothered to check to see whether or not my Surface, uh, my Microsoft Surface Pro, um, that's only like a year or so old, is compatible. Um, you know, I, I don't hold out much. Yeah, I wouldn't it. necessarily bet on it being yeah. compatible. Yeah. That, and that's the frustrating thing. If if I was a if I was a skilled software developer who could figure out how to write drivers and firmware and the like, I, I, I'd just you know I, I'd I'd be just figuring out my own fixes for um, making the uh, touchscreen work mm. uh, on Linux, and I'd be jumping ship. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm not that skilled. I'm never going to be that skilled. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the, again, I still remember, like, uh, before I bought that one uh, last year, before the pandemic, I was like, oh, maybe I should get a Mac. Uh, mm. so my next PC is either going to be I've bought something tiny that's got a lot of power on it that I installed Linux on, or it's a Mac. Yeah, kind of don't want to be in that position, but it, depending on how Windows 11 goes, I mean, it's sort of five-year support. But yeah. yeah, anyway, aside from getting pissy about like Windows 11 and rolling my eyes at almost every other goddamn news story I see, and oh, dearie me, if you get a targeted ad on Twitter at the moment for Windows 11, promoted tweet, you know, the replies yeah. are beautiful stunning examples of wit and wisdom and uh, insight. Um, and, I mean, I would not want to be a social media manager for any um, kind of Microsoft's kind of, like, localised Twitter accounts at the moment because it's not it's not a fun time. Yeah, you know, like, if you thought, if you thought the commentary about 5G chips and the, the like was uh, fun, aha, <laughs> <laughs> Win Windows 11 yeah, feedback mm -hmm. also let's just face it at the moment they're going to probably be responsible for some of the largest amounts of e-waste of the next five years and that's kind of not okay yeah especially during a worldwide chip shortage as well so anyways it, it's, anyway. it's just I, also, also I, I don't know anyone who's bothered let alone, you know, whether they, you know, any of the hardware that they have is capable of it. It's just Windows 10 is rollicking along. Mm. 
it's been absolutely fine for everyone I know. Other than you know, there's a, a few people who will complain that system such doesn't work and say, "Yeah, but that was depreciated about ten years ago, so it's not going to work yeah. anyway." Yeah. But it's it's just otherwise it it's I'm I'm going to be very curious to see what you know the numbers for Windows 11 and you know mm. who's upgraded and how many people are just sticking with 10. Yeah, well, because I, I can kind of see another XP. As some situation. people said, to me, some people said to me, "Well, yeah, XP it was like, yeah, let's just see what Service Pack Two is like." Um, so, uh, what people have been up to? Our house got invaded by this new piece of funk, funky ass kit. Actually, where's the where's where's the little guy gone? What have you done with him? Where is he? I don't, where's he gone? Ah, he's fall, he's he's fallen by my um. Ah. Um. Okay, so uh. Paul, Paul, Paul got his hands on what? Did you get your hands on, Paul? It's a 3D printer. You got your hands on a 3D printer? What kind, of, what kind of 3D printer? Uh, it is the Ender uh, 5 Pro. From Creality. Yes. If that's how you pronounce their name. Is, is that a plastic one or resin? Uh, that is plastic. Because mm. we, we've, we've got a resin one. Which we have not used recently because we've yet to work out a a place to set it up that we're happy with. Uh, I mean, uh, oh. so I was kind of looking at the options, and it seems like resin is good if you want to basically do lots and lots of minis. Um, but I wanted mm. to do kind of all sorts um, with mine, including sort of like storage uh, solution typey uh, type stuff, um, and the strength of the melted plastic is better than the strength of the um, uh, resin, resin uh, print. So, in general, the, the the plastic is stronger. I also wasn't going to be happy if you went with a resin one because I was kind of concerned about all the various chemical stuff that you would need to clean stuff in yeah. and the safe disposal of those materials at a later date. Yeah. So It depends what type of resin. You can get um, more eco types of resin and um i think the only things we've used for cleaning um is uh you know things like water and um yeah i can't remember the name of it but it's it's the is is it hydrosonic hypersonic baths okay I'm still not sure about using yeah. water the water's still got to go at some point if there's any um obviously contaminants in that water like so yeah, like, I'm, I'm I'm talking about you know like um yeah just like a little spray. Mm. So you don't water, use not like, like not, not like bathing it. Hmm? So you don't use any isopropyl alcohol or anything. Uh, we've used some. Okay. But yeah, okay. it it depends because um we were just getting into um you know properly printing things. Mm. And then we moved. So ah. it's, it's yes. been packed up since then. Fair, fair. Um, but yes, it pulls down one test print and it's like this little dog figurine that's one of the available test prints on the. Yeah, yeah. Bag. I mean, I don't, did, haven't had time to really kind of do much more. Well, no, because you printed one yeah. thing which took like three hours and then you've been working for the last few days. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a day after yeah. tomorrow. So I'll, I'll, I'll try and print some cough then. Um, so I did download a um, 
little box um, that um, is kind of Hannibal related that I was thinking <gasps> of um, printing for Emily. Yay! <laughs> Just kind of give it a bit more of a run. Thank you. I, I hope it actually prints successfully. Um, a friend of mine at work was because um, uh, we'll talk about it a bit more detail. As you know, what? Yeah, we'll talk about it now, but we'll talk about the thing in a bit more detail in a minute. But um, printed off one of the, uh, I think it's the main antagonist's mask from Squid Game. Oh, yeah. Angular number. Um, yes. Had one failed run with his printer and uh, then managed to get it sorted last week to actually print. It's a long print, apparently. Um, need a bit far enough, but it looked good. Yeah, some of them can be, I mean, just talking from a resin printer as well, some of them can be extremely long prints. I mean, in, in general, resin printers, uh, they don't quite have the um, capacity to uh, to print like larger kind of things because uh, I think the print volume that I can do is like 22 centimetres by 22-ish centimetres by 30 centimetres. Um, that's kind of the yeah, that, that's a lot. Area. That's a lot bigger than ours. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Like I said, I was, I was kind of um and about which to go for, but yeah, my my mind kind of was fairly quickly set on the um, I think it was the uh, what they called FFF printers in essence. Well, basically the the plastic um, filament. yeah filament printers. Or, or we could print yeah. some stuff for Halloween. Yeah. Not sure what, but the kids. The ghosties or something, mm. maybe. Um, if I may ask, how much did that cost? <gasps> oh, oh. Paul's um, not told me that. No, Ooh. no, I haven't, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it, it was a bit of an investment because, um, yeah, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I still had a, uh, a bit of pay um, extra from kind of uh, last uh, pay, pay packet type of thing. So yeah, I have I'm, I'm curious because, of course, um, yeah. I think it was uh, 300 and something. I think we'll just leave it at 300 and something. Okay. Because you don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay. You're going to be um, printing bitcoins, aren't you? I, I want to I point <laughs> out that prior, prior to this purchase, there was a discussion of, should we get a PS5? And I was like, I can't put any money towards one at the moment. So this is what happened. This pool's like, I'm just going to go get a 3D printer there. Oh, well, I mean, it's... A, P- a PS5, you say? Mm. I mean, it's that one, one basically. The, the one thing that you wanted to play was the um, collector's edition. Of, well, the new of, director's yeah, edition of Death exactly. Stranding. But there's also stuff like Deathloop, which looks really fun. But, I mean, there's there's nothing really that's kind of really excited me for the PS5 so far. And considering, you know, how difficult they are to get hold of even now, mm-hmm. it's just like... I don't know. I just, I, I'm sure we'll get one at some point, but hopefully yeah. there'll be you know a couple of games that I'll actually want to play on there. I, I have to say, so far, it's very good at loading PS4 games fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Okay. I mean, um, we gave uh, Resident Evil was it five ago because we bought it ages ago on PS4. Mm. And you know the loading screen to where it pops up with info. Yeah. Maybe got the first line. 
Oh, wow. And then it was just like, oh, there's a game. <laughs> so the storage, blindingly fast. It does seem to be, um, it's nigh 99.9% backwards compatible from what I can see. So we're flogging our PS4. Because what's the point? And also, there's enough people out there who still want a PS4. Mm. Because there's a lot of cheap software available for the ps4 so it just makes sense you know flog the ps4 because we've effectively got a ps4 pro double x which is what the, you know the ps5 is with you know with the way it's designed that's not slagging it off but so far i've only got miles morales <laughs> for it and it, it looks very nice it's you know it's it's throwing a hell of a lot around with you know with 4k hdr and you know all of that but yeah, it's it's a bit like Series X in that Series X is very good at playing Xbox One stuff and loading it very fast. So uh, we're in that next gen, but um, when it comes to actual games for it, not so much. Uh, the, the, the other uh, thing that happened over the weekend... We finally finished watching the Snyder Cut of uh, <laughs> Oh, blimey, yeah. <laughs> Woo! After, after it got pulled the other month on account of the fact that there was a uh, you know, COVID alert in the family, which thankfully proved not to be a thing. Um, oh, thankful. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was like we were partway through uh, watching it, got at least an hour in. <laughs> And uh, oh, more than well, it felt like we had at least two, if not three hours to get through. It just felt yeah, like it, it felt forever. like about two or three hours. To oh get my god! Um, but anyway, like, and then my youngest brother, well, my mum angry the phone's being like, Why is my youngest brother not picking up his goddamn phone? I'm like, I forgot it. Why? And it's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, X and X has tested positive for COVID. It's just like, For fuck's sake! So we had to stop. Watching it. This is after everyone, aside from Paul, had had pretty much a DC marathon for most of the day, where um, youngest bro had been introduced by middle bro to like um, just all the DC films he hadn't seen. Like little bro has actually seen some of the other DC films prior to that point. Um, Like it'd been like, was it Birds of Prey? I think. Oh yeah, he went to um, cinema with that one. Yeah, Um, and something else. Joker was it? I don't think he's on Joker with us, but anyway, he'd seen some stuff, but not, you know, not, not the main bit. And, um, I I think, I think you'll find that there's only one DC film and that's uh, suicide, suicide squad. The most recent one. (laughs) Birds of Prey's good. It is. It is. But it's, uh, it's like, oh, okay, you know, there's, there's that and the new Suicide Squad, and yeah. Shazam's pretty cool as well. Um, anyway, but, uh, anyway, anyway, we watched it. We watched this fucking thing that's in 4 3 ratio because apparently it preserves the artist's vision. But quite frankly, Snyder wouldn't have been allowed to fucking release it in 4 3 in a goddamn cinematic release. So that's us. I... He just did it for the fucking his take of it i made a joke and yeah it seemed to land because i said i'm not going to watch the snyder cut until i can watch it as the director intended on vhs on my little 14 inch portable (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean uh your little brother um who shall not be named um 
he he was basically cracking jokes that it was uh, it looked like a PS2 game, and yeah, at times it did. Yeah, and the thing is, is that stuff where they added extra and then had to do effects for a VFX. The VFX weren't as push. They had, frankly, the only VFX, the best VFX now in the Snyder Cut are what has been done with Henry Cavill's top lip. And the fact that the moustache uncanny valley crap that was going on with the skin between his nose and his top lip is now no longer an issue. That is the best VFX in the entire cut. That's it. It's nothing else. It's just the fact that the, you don't have moustache uncanny valley anymore. You see, that whole moustache thing, because what was it? It was imp- um, Mission Impossible. He was filming at the same yeah, time. Yeah, something like that. Born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just technology is great and all of that, but... Couldn't he have just worn a false moustache? I have no idea. I think it was impossible. And not just... Yeah. It's it's, it's just because we can. We can use CG to, you know, mask the moustache. Just... Must you? I mean, is he... Can't can't you just shave it and then put a, you know, a makeup on? It's like, come on, you know, that's not a new thing. It's like the thing is, though, is that it also depends. I bet something like that also might be in contracts, so it might actually literally. I know, but it's ludicrous, isn't it? Speaking of, you know, obviously, like terrible contract bullshit and all that. Um, so it looks like that we could be walking into another Hollywood uh, shutdown this time. Not because of writers demanding their right to be paid properly for their scripts. This time, because the uh, I believe it's the main union group behind, well, basically everyone who works behind the scenes. So from your, I think from basically from your from your gaffers to your lights people to to everyone basically is running around set all freaking day making sure Netflix, Amazon or the film companies, or the main TV broadcast and all that can have their crap, well, they're not getting treated very well at the moment, or paid very well. We're talking people dealing with a lack of breaks, um, ridiculous working hours, and then very poor, obviously, compensation for all of this, because, you know, all that money's mostly going to some of the t- only some of the top-name actors and stuff, and obviously whatever executive lot are in charge of shit, because that money ain't going to the writers most of the time, we can tell you that now. Um, They're just... Well, the the higher-ups are swimming around in money, and the people who actually have... You know, they they make everything run. They make everything go. They run the set, they dress the set, they look after the the actors. You know, all the practical stuff that, you know... You know, is in the, you know, the credits, which means the shit actually gets made. Yep. They're getting treated like crap. Yep. To nobody's surprise, obviously, because this just seems to be the way of things in, uh, you know, uh, exploitative working conditions found in the United States. To be honest, I mean, going back to the actual, you know, thing at hand, the Justice League Snyder Cut. Yeah. I found that um, because we'd seen the original uh, Justice League in the cinema and it felt like it was basically almost like a a brand new film. There was kind of so much that was chopped and changed and added and whatnot. It felt 
a bit of a mess. Yeah, it was actually harder to follow than the uh, original cut, and I don't want to give credence to reading as ignorance what's come out since the release of that film, but, um, you know, like, it was really... It was even harder to follow than the original cut, basically. Um, I, I, I have seen Justice League, the original cut, and hand on heart, I honestly can't tell you jack shit about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... It's a whole load of like really complicated DC lore that actually has less. The explanations for any of the why shit's happening in that film are even worse than any of the Avengers movies. And um, yeah, I think at yeah. this point, um, well, I mean, we'll probably end up kind of seeing some more DC films because obviously, um, what's it? Uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, yep. the, the most recent one has been proven quite popular, and they're planning on doing like a couple of spin-offs from that and whatnot. So we, we're obviously going to see more DC films, but it does not feel like it's all part of one cohesive universe, unlike Marvel. Yeah, I think and that's fair. I, I think that kind of leads us into um, yeah, the fact that we've been watching What If. The TV series, um, and I mean, Emily, what do you think? Oh <laughs> my freaking god! It's been it's been a season of TV where I'm just like, well, it's yeah, it's what if? It's also what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I don't remember on the previous episode. Did I get the chance that Harry? Is it Harry Pym? Hank Pym. Hank Pym, sorry. Hank Pym should, A, should not be allowed near Pym Particles anymore. He's got a lot to answer for. Just no. No, 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 no. Um, and no. And they keep on killing Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Iron Man's uh, only stable in like a couple of universes, and it most of them. Um, I like, I like uh, Captain Carter. She's cool. Yes. Um, I think Star- I, might, I might only have seen the first one. So, but mm. you know, carry on. I don't care about spoilers. Uh, um, Peter Quill is—is is it Quill? Is his surname? Is it Quinn? Peter Quinn. Oh. Quill. Peter. What about him? What about him? Is that by not becoming Star Wars, he's a wimpy ass yeah. uselessness? Because oh. he. It was yeah. really bad, like, like you know, um, thingy being ch- ch- T'Challa. Being T'Challa that was really cool, yeah. but at the same time, it did put the universe in grave danger. Yeah, I mean, because uh, obviously you kind of got the separate universe, and you're kind of thinking about like, oh, what actually links these together, and you, then you kind of get it in the final episode. And it's just like, ah, ah. However, you say you get it in the final episode. It then turns out, because you were like, wait, why is this particular person, character here in the final episode? Because basically all characters that are featured in the final episode have essentially each the episode price that pretty much introduces them. Mm. And they're kind of like the world, obviously, they're coming from and therefore what their mm. outlook on things is. And there was one character there and we're like, wait, but we didn't have an episode for them to make sense of why they're here and that was Gamora and it turns out that Gamora's episode was affected by Covid 
and was delayed for until the second season. Basically. Well, bollocks. Um, so she's there and stuff for like the final episode, but it of that season, the first season. But it's just kind of like, why are you here? What's led to you being here and suitable for this particular thing? And I mean. I, the one thing that I well, one of the things that I like about the What If series is that it picks a point in time in the event, you know, in the Avengers timeline or the MCU timeline, mm. and it deviates from it. It's not just a case of like, oh, let's kind of swap out characters or whatnot. It's a case of right, okay, so this thing differentiates it between um, the main MCU and whatnot. This decision being made um, kind of affects affects basically the universe yeah um and and everything you know, spirals from there exactly exactly and it kind of makes me think that you know i i already have a guess as to where um that that missing episodes um spiral um kind of comes out from just by you know mm. some of the you know information from the very beginning of that um that uh final episode but it's like mm, mm, i wonder i wonder it, it that that just sounds like it reminds me of uh, Loki. In what respect? Well, have you seen Loki? Yeah. Oh yeah, we've seen Loki. Yeah, yeah, just just checking. Um, can't remember. And I've had a delicious bottle of Orkney Gold, Fair. which is a New World Pale Ale. So yeah, I, my memory can't be relied upon at the moment. But um, <laughs> I mean, less so than usual. But yeah, it, in the the way that it will pick something where it diverges from the established story that we know, mm. and it it kind of runs with that, because after all, that that's where Loki starts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've 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 yet to see uh, the rest of the what ifs, but. I think that, a lot that's kind of, of you know just on the back burner. Yeah. Mm. I think a lot of people give them short shrift um, because they're not as like long as like episodes yeah. of things like Loki. Um, and no, obviously, kind of animated rather than yeah. live action, but it's and, like, and and basically it's kind of compressed storytelling. But it's like, well, if you go into watching it with the mindset of a Saturday morning cartoon, then it's fine. <laughs> you are, you appreciate that. Mm. Short amount of time to act with, like bat, like Batman the animated series from the nineties. Okay, yeah, you you won me back there. You pushed me away <laughs> with the Saturday morning, yeah, in the cartoon more, series, and then you you brought me back in with the Batman it, animated. It reminded me of like the kind of like the 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 depth and width of stuff that basically yeah. stuff like Batman. I mean, the it's modern, kind, kind of like Clone Wars and Bad Batch. No comment. On Disney Plus that you should no watch. Comment. No comment. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's there's that. Um, watch Bad Batch. I mean, what was the last Marvel film that we? Oh, Shang Chi, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was Black Widow. Oh, but yeah, we've also Black seen Shang. We've seen Shang Chi and the is it Ten Rings? Ten Rings. Ten Rings. And we've seen Black Widow. Um, which should we talk about first? Oh God, it's been very Marvel this past month when we haven't been dying. Um, <laughs> well, to be honest, considering kind of the last year, um, it's it's been a case of well, like we had like uh, the Infinity War saga that that yeah. was completed with Endgame, and then you had Spider Man, and then the pandemic hit, 
and it was meant to be Black Widow. Uh, and that, that, that kind of, you know, was delayed and delayed and delayed mm. and whatnot. So it's, it's like there was kind of a huge gap after, well, at the beginning of Phase 4, in essence. Except for when they started finally putting a bit of TV out, but then that was yeah. still very massively delayed versus the pandemic's progression. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so Shang-Chi and Ten Wings, which we saw first. Um, that was at the cinema. And that was at the cinema, yes. Um, really enjoyed it. I was mostly in love with the fight scenes, but that's oh, because like, I like watching all sort of like Hong Kong kind of coffee. <laughs> Films. And, and you, you can, can uh, you can tell that it's kind of um, it's designed to be a martial arts yeah. uh, film or a Marvel martial arts film yeah. because there's um, you know the action is kind of fluid and there's no kind of cutting between you know kind of uh, you know mm. this punch kind of here and then kind of cut into there and blah, blah, blah. it's all kind of smooth and you know kind of almost like um, lots of stunts. Uh, stump work, yeah, not, and it was really cool how it was um, connecting up with um, is it Wong from um, yeah. Doctor Strange? That and, was really nice, and also, um, well, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but it connects up um, to a certain extent with um, Iron Man three as well. Very which nicely, is a, yeah, sorry? it's a tidy package the way yeah. it tied up. It's 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 kind of nice how it kind of connects in with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, I mean, it's not reliant upon it. But it uh, kind of connects nicely. Oh, oh! But you know what? Yeah. One, like, aside from the fight scenes, there were some really nice little details in the film, um, and one in particular struck, struck me at the be- near the beginning of the film. And you're in Shang Chi's. Uh, it's not really an apartment. It's like a garage or something in San Francisco <laughs> that he lives in because um, obviously rent's cheap. And um, there's a flipping poster of Kung Fu Hustle up on the wall. Freaking Kung Fu Hustle! It's <laughs> such a good film. <laughs> And there was a poster of it up in the water. I was just like, yes! Um, and the, um, yeah, the fight scenes were just... I mean, yeah, the story was cool in that, but Christ, like, the, the, like, forget whatever fight scenes you've seen in other previous Marvel films, except maybe the um, elevator fight in Captain America, um, mm. We're a Soldier, because that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the uh, choreography... What, what about the fights in... Um... I forgot the character's name now. I'm going to say Blind lawyer guy. Which oh, one? Uh, Daredevil. That's the one. Uh, it's, uh, it's beyond what Daredevil yeah. does, but that's because it's got more budget. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, like Daredevil's like pretty good with what it did with its budget. I mean, but, Daredevil's uh, was kind of more brutal, whereas this is yeah. more traditional martial arts. Yeah, you know, like you, yeah, you you watch your kung fu hustle, you watch your uh, I know police story. It's you know, it's like you know, you, 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 your Hong Kong martial arts film in terms of the uh, style of choreography, where the camera follows the movement and the action. Um, it's just, it was just. Because I haven't watched a martial arts film like in quite some time, and actually, it's it's making me wonder where I can like get my hands on a copy or a digital streaming of a uh, police story. Actually, police <laughs> anyway. so I, th- yeah. I think Dave might have them. Oh uh, well, yes, Dave always have these things though. He's uh, very good. Uh, and then. Um, uh, last week for date night, we finally watched uh, Black Widow because it's now available for to stream for free on Disney Plus. 
Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, Scarlett Johansson's reached a settlement with mm. Disney over you know, the loss. Yeah, I had heard that. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was actually pleasantly surprised with the film because um, you know the character hasn't really had much. Um, I don't know. She's always kind of been in with, you know, say, for example, Tony Stark, uh, you know, who's a millionaire and Iron Man and whatnot, and with the Hulk, um, with Thor, who's a literal god and whatnot. And so she's always kind of seen, uh, been like the odd woman out and kind of they've tried to add interest to her and quite unsuccessfully. Um, and it kind of shows in Black Widow because a lot of the characters, the, the secondary characters, um, are actually more interesting, um, I found, than Black Widow herself. I mean, I'm not entirely sure whether Emily will agree with me there, but it's like her, her sister was cool. I liked her sister. Yeah, it has pockets. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they've, like, they've spent what? How many films now? Not giving Natasha like much of anything aside from the fact that she can fight like. I don't know, like... Like a, a Russian spy. Like a Russian spy or a demon unleashed, um, you know. Yeah, she's good at fighting and that's about her character, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was kind of pissed off with what happened with her um, in uh, Endgame. Endgame. Um, like, really pissed off. And I wish that hadn't happened. Um, but, like, after watching this film, I was like, great, but that means we're still not getting any more Black Widow. Um, well, at least not Natasha Romanoff's Black no. Widow, because I've got the feeling that her sister is going to become a new Black Widow. Or the new Black Widow, as it were. Mm. You know, they, they seem to be kind of setting up kind of uh, the replacements yeah. for the old. But uh, also, old the, the, um, the, again, of course, stay for the credits because of this shit you know the... i mean if at this point if you're watching marvel films and you're not staying to the uh, the end of the credits then i think there's something wrong there you're certainly missing out on a lot but um basically the end the very you know, the actual end of the film like links to the uh, hawkeye series that's coming to disney plus around christmas mm. And that's a character I couldn't give a flying shit about. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm kind of thinking that um, that is also you, you in the see, process I, of rebooting the character in the sense of um, I think it's his daughter that's gonna be gonna take on the mantle of Hawkeye, which. Well, yeah, thank God for that because I. Yeah. It's it's just I was I was trying to remember his name before and it's just it was just coming up absolutely blank. Or Clint. No, no, no. As in Hawkeye. Oh, it was Clint I'm, I'm so yeah. disinterested in the character because uh, uh, you know you were saying about uh, how Black Widow has had very limited, mm. um, you know, character, you know, filling out, and I was thinking, yeah, even and the closest I got was Twing Twang Boy <laughs> has had more uh, backstory, and even then it was shit. Yeah. So I. You know, I don't know if you picked up on this. I don't like his character. <laughs> even technically, I mean, obviously, though, not that the films like to think about it much, but even Coulson um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. obviously had way more development. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. And especially yeah. uh, since as well. So, uh, say, for example, uh, in Captain Marvel, his mm. you know kind of character progressed a bit, and that, that, was, that was quite nice. Um, I think that because even though there is the Eternals that's coming out, uh, I think next month, I think everybody's most excited for Spider Man. 
No Way Home. Mm. Just basically yeah. because that's when it feels like the multiverse um, stuff well, is really going to kick off, like at least in the MCU itself. The, but also the previous Spider-Man film left on a freaking cliffhanger, technically. Yes, yes. So we've been waiting... How many you, you did rather. Three years, almost, for the for the, this cliffhanger to um, be resolved. I, incidentally, I'll, I'll say again, because I mentioned it at the time, but I thought Homecoming was extremely well done because it, it managed to, even though the big twist, the big surprise, um, is only about an hour into the film, the way they pace it, the way they have everything set up, you're not sitting there thinking, well, that can't be it. <laughs> you know, because there's been a lot going on and there's been a lot being built on. So what do you so, mean by the surprise? Because... Uh, in Homecoming. Oh, not Homecoming. Um, Are you thinking about um, Far, Far From, from Home? home. I'm ah, thinking yeah. Far From Home. Yeah, yeah, not Homecoming. Bollocks. Yeah, that's what I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far From Home is not a very memorable title, to be honest. <laughs> the Home Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's I've I've enjoyed uh, you know the you know the properly Marvel Studios mm. Spider-Man films. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. So it was far from home. Was extremely well paced because even though it, you know, it, it had that moment halfway through, just you know, barely an hour, and um, it didn't feel entirely wrong. So you were, you know, you were properly tripped up by it when it came. Because mm. um, I thought, you know, surely not, but it wasn't even like, oh come on. Yeah. Um, but, I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh, one more, one more. Uh, sex education. Okay, so we watched season three of Sex Education. It was good. It was. I haven't been uh, wanting the demise or the uh, sacking of a teacher so badly since <laughs> um, certain events in uh, Hogwarts. And I, and I still maintain that um, the the head teacher in season three of Sex Education, reminded me so much of, um, oh, what's, I can't remember what Thingy her name from is. from the boys. Yeah, the season two of the boys, the neo-Nazi lady. There's just something yeah. about her, like the look of her or, you know, the way that she uh, behaves. That's just like... It's very similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so Sex Education season three was a freaking roller coaster um it's like i i i'm i'm worried for our characters it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger like okay so the previous season i didn't look at that. and then they ended this one on a cliffhanger so everybody wants to end on a cliffhanger at the moment and i hope they make a season four because it would be so cruel if they don't no they are they i think um they've announced a season four at oh, least good. on um Gillian anderson's twitter i think okay she, she said because we need it. we need our queen back um but, but also she's not the reason why we need uh, a season four. Um, the the events of season three demand uh, an answer. And it's it's kind of nice to actually see um, diversity in such a um, open and naturalistic. Well, not even naturalistic. Just you know the way that it's meant to be. You yeah, know, it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Sex Education Season 3 was the thing we binged whilst the cold fully took mm. over Paul the other week. I made him a friendship bracelet, of course, we watched, uh, binged watched most of the episodes. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, short mentioned to the fact that um, I've read since we last recorded The Year of Living Danishly, um, which is about a couple that move out to, I'm probably not going to pronounce it right, Jutland. Jutland. It's, you didn't really hear the T in it. It's Jutland. 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 Um, anyway, it's like, uh, it's out of the sticks, basically, uh, sort of North Denmark. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like about gear of trying to find a, uh, living here, trying to live happily in Denmark, following like the Danish ways of doing things and stuff. Uh, it's really good. It's really interesting. Uh, I now understand far more about Danish culture than I did previously, and I've been learning Danish for almost a year. Um, but what was really good is that last year they did a revised edition, which included mm. a um, a new bit after the original epilogue, in which they looked at a lot of the racial tensions and tensions around immigrants and uh, people who basically are white that had been kind of simmering under the service in Denmark for years um, yeah. and looked at what had happened uh, in the last kind of like five, like the few, like after she published the book originally, which was around 2015 or 16, um, basically looked at uh, what had happened since and stuff and a bit on COVID and things and how Denmark responded to that, um, along with obviously all these issues around like uh, structural racism, basically, um, mm. societal racism. Um, and it was a really good kind of like a- addition, basically, um, talking through like uh, what's going on. What it started out as a, uh, it basically like they went out there, her and her partner for like, a year because he got a contract to work at um, Legoland. I say Legoland, not really at Legoland, at Lego. Um, Legoland just happens to be where it's also based, um, at least in Denmark. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and um, oh, and I'm currently reading this, I need to find the name for it. So I haven't finished it yet, but I'm going to wreck it early. Uh, I'm currently reading a uh, Hannibal fanfic that is an AU of um, Midsummer, but set okay. in Lithuania but set in Lithuania it's actually mm. quite well researched it's actually pretty good it's called um, it, it's called It Never Sings Vain um, by uh, Chaparral Crown. If that's how you pronounce it. Chaparral? Chaparral? Chaparral Crown. Um, it's uh, it's uh, really um, quite good. Um, I'm, I've, I've, wa- I've, I've watched Midsummer. I've watched Hannibal like a million times. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm having fun reading that, um, basically. So uh, yeah. Um. The oh, and to say in passing, because uh, we've only watched one episode, uh, we started slowly watching Squid Game. 
Um, I was going to ask. Uh, it's kind of crazy that the BBC are talking about it on like BBC Breakfast today. I think it was today, and um, like I think it even got mentioned on like BBC Radio Cornwall um, the other day. So it's like, whoa, okay. Just, just Great. a FYI, this is not like a um, live-action uh, TV series version of Splatoon. No. However, unlike what everyone keeps saying, I don't know why this. The show is available in both subtitles and dubbed in English. Um, yeah. I I kept seeing people say, oh, yeah, it's only subtitles. No, 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 no. It is available dubbed in English if you want to watch it like that. We happen to be watching it. And actually the voices that they picked for it are actually, for the characters, are actually quite good in English dub. Um, unsure if they've managed to match up the speed with how uh, the Korean actors were originally speaking, but anyway, the the, the dub actually sounds okay. Um, and I mean, I mean you yeah. watched it subtitled. You watched it subtitled. Oh yeah, it's just anything that's foreign language, live action, especially. It mm. just if it's available subtitled, watch it subtitled. I mean, that's fair. I mean, uh, I think part of the reason why we decided to watch it um, dubbed rather than subbed was basically because if we, um, you know, we were kind of looking at our phones or, you know, had some sort of like distractions going on, then we Mm. could still kind of do that at the same time as kind of watching it. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Or if I'm trying to get crafty and do Mm. things like knit or make friendship bracelets, it's a bit easier to deal with that That if it's it's dubbed. I mean, sometimes you just I, don't want to just just watch TV. You, you kind of want to do other stuff as well as watching TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I will say that I did see some discussion about the uh, translation, so I don't know if that's better in the, the dub or not, but especially I when it comes to the I subtitles. Heard, I heard that there was controversy, more controversy of the subtitles than the dub, um, is what I heard. Interesting, because I, in the, the subtitles... I was, yeah, I was just looking at it sideways when you had characters that were supposed to be, you know, like alcoholic gambler. Yeah. Saying, gosh. Wow. And yeah. it's just, that doesn't strike me as right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then well, again, there's, like... there's, yeah, there's, you know, various um, notes about the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the translations where they've, um, uh, the the woman who was uh, trying to get on side with the gangster. Have you got to that? No, we've, we've literally the seen episode. the first episode, so no more spoilers, please. Ah, okay. But yeah, there's a character um, who says something like, um, I'm not smart, but, you know, I can get on, or, you know, something like that. And the, the uh, um, original Korean translates more like, I never got the chance to, you know, learn. Hmm. And of course, that's quite different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've watched the first episode of that. Um, I've watched the first few, like two, three episodes of uh, Midnight Mass. Ah, that's one I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah. So um, I haven't watched it. Um, it's like, I think it's seven episodes of the limited series. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Netflix. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I I know I've I I had my suspicions about what was affecting the island, um, which were yes. confirmed by uh, what happened at the 
end of the last episode I watched where the first person was properly taken. Um, basically, um, the you know the third episode yeah. is um, the the priest, the father, um, talking about what happened to the previous minister to the island, and yeah, I know that it that's probably not the correct uh, term for you know Catholicism, but you know basic basically yeah. He go, he explains and narrates what happened on um, the elderly priest who was looking after the island um, on his trip to the Holy Land. And yeah, I we, you know well we had suspicions, but it was um, yeah yeah. It's it's basically I like what I really liked about that series, and I'm not going to spoiler any of it, but. Now you've got to episode three, I can, you know, I can, right. you know, that's not a spoiler for you. I mean, I know what the creature is, and I've put stuff together. I'm not sure if I've seen the end of episode two or three. I basically, the last thing I remember was the uh, drug dealer being taken, which might be the episode yeah. two. Or is that the end of episode um, three? Well, have, have you seen episode three then with his, uh, where he's, he's saying about the trip? I can't remember I mean, at this it, point. It basically just like you know gives confession. Okay, no, I haven't. Say as well. Okay, I haven't right. seen episode three, but I've put stuff together because I have experience with that particular genre, and things going terribly wrong. I've watched several. Well, the main thing I've watched where um, priests, Catholic priests, go to the Holy Land, um, you know, for a <laughs> bit of a pilgrimage. It always seems to go wrong for them. Omen and the Exorcist. Um, and these, I think, did the Exorcist have Holy Land in it as well? Pretty sure it did. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. The Omen definitely bloody did. Like, I'm very experienced to um, Catholic priests, you know, spending some time, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of Jerusalem, and things going terribly wrong for them the moment they step stateside again. Um, just you know, it's, yeah. bit, it's a bit of a horror trope at this point, actually. Um, what? But um, I'll I'll say, well, first of all, no matter what your suspicion, that word is never uttered. The V word. The V word. Uh huh. Okay. And yeah, what what I like, you know, about it all. First of all, it's slow burn. Mm. It, it it was like watching a novel. Where you don't have to have, you know, the um, the hook revealed at the end of episode one. There are, you know, loads of questions being raised all over the place, and then it it sort of coalesces in the third episode, yeah. and then it goes from there. And it, I just really like the concept of what if you've got a religious community, and they'll. Re- a religious leader, how do they interpret something supernatural mm. like that? And yeah, that's, I'm just going to leave it there. But basically, that was um, we watched that right after uh, Squid Game, which mm. we you know we really enjoyed. Um, again, with Squid Game, though, I'm a little bit surprised that it's as seems to be as popular as it is. 
Yeah, I know. Maybe it's just hit a particular mood at the moment. I do wonder because no, it does seem to be popular outside of like a lot of. It seems to be popular in a lot of non um, sort of Southeast Asian countries, which is you know, like it just seems it just seems to hit a mood. I don't know. I think it's maybe the combination of things like the games are familiar. I mean, I, like I said, I've only seen the first episode, but the whole um, uh, traffic light type thing, the stop go. Yeah. Uh, that I thought that was a very me, good choice for the first episode. Yeah, that reminded me um, hugely of the game, and I had to go look at the rules. But um, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Which is yeah. a similar game. But tends to have been played mostly, uh, or tends to be played. I'm not sure if kids are still playing it. Um, but tends to be played in um, English-speaking countries, like as in like you know, so colonial countries that are but mostly English-speaking, like yeah. America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and obviously the UK. Um, and it did remind me um, a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's like a weird nostalgia element, but also it seems to be making the Moors of Battle Royale accessible to more people because it's on Netflix. Yeah. And I think it, it gives people more time to absorb things as well, because of course the, that first game goes quite badly, doesn't it, for the contestants? Oh, very, very. There, there isn't much... What I competition after uh, that after that first one yeah uh, what i liked about that was that it, it took one of the first things which would be you know the question of well why would you go through with that yeah and it decided to well there's in the first episode people you know go Ooh, no thanks and then they get dragged back in Mm-mm. um is there anything else you want to add that you've been up to, Retroid, just thinking of time? Well, um, as the resident um, biggest Nintendo fanboy on this podcast... Paul, Paul's not happy to be thrown on this. <laughs> no. I mean, after all, I'm not much of a gamer in general. That's fair. I've still got three... But- even unopened Nintendo Switch games. Um, actually, no, I have opened them and stuck them in the thingy, but I haven't actually popped Play. them in uh, uh, my Nintendo Switch. Yeah. But anyway, right what you've been doing. Well, um, a while ago I got a Super Famicom, which of course is the original Japanese uh, release of a, the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But I was sort of pointed towards those by uh, a friend uh, from Eurogamer. Who you know said, "Oh yeah, they're quite cheap," and I just, I just thought, "Well, they're going to be quite pricey," so I hadn't bothered looking. And then I looked them up, and um, yeah, I got one with a with a controller for about thirty five quid. Wow! And recently, because I wasn't sure, um, well, my homemade power supply um, kind of you know came a cropper with the move. And well, that's what I presume happened to it because I was using it, and then just the you know, the Famicom just went bit, and it didn't work again after that. So I I ordered a power supply, which said, "Oh yes, we're Super Famicom compatible. Yes, 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 definitely." Didn't work. So I got a little bit worried. Um, so I 
looked around for any replacement uh, Super Famicoms, and I found two of them, uh, which were tested as working for 40 quid. And I thought, yeah, go on. So and I thought, up, you know, out at worst, I can use these for parts. I, you know, I can make, I can make sure I've got one working one at least. Yeah. Turns out I have three working ones now, <laughs> uh, because when you know went back down to Carlisle, picked up some more things, including my Maplin's desk power supply. Um, you know, came came up, plugged it into the uh, you know Super Famicom. Works a treat. Okay. So I've I've been playing um, Super Mario Kart, Super Metroid, and uh, you know a few other you know games did over I, the weekend. Did I, see, did I see Pokemon in one photo? Was that? Well, y- yes, you did because uh, one of the things I picked up recently was a uh, a cheapy Super Game Boy from Japan. Oh my gosh! And I thought, well, I've got a Super Famicom. How better to enjoy, uh, you know, Game Boy games, original Game Boy games, than if I get a Super Game Boy? And you know, for anyone who's not fiddled about with them, apparently they're getting quite rare. I didn't realise, but yeah, it's it's a bigger than usual uh, Super Famicom or you know Super Nintendo cartridge, which you know, plugs into your, um, you know, SNES or SFC. And you can choose the color palette, choose a background, and there are some games, like for example Pokemon Blue, which I have, you know, the original cart for, um, where you plug them in and it will give it a special um, Super Game Boy, you know, surround because of course Super Game Boy resolution is well, the you know Game Boy resolution is something like one hundred and forty. By 130, it's it's something like that. So it's it's a lot lower than you know the snares resolution. So yeah, they put a background, they put a border, big border around it, and um, Pokemon Blue has does have a custom background, and it will kind of tailor the the Game Boy palette, so it will look a bit more colourful. Yeah, I think I remember reading. Near the obviously like the game like like blue and reds like original release um, yeah. about that feature um, back when I was a kid. Like, yes. But I had no access to a console to make these dreams come true. Well, now you have seen photos of yeah it's very of what it looks like, but but um, yeah, I I had a you know, obviously a PAL Super Nintendo. And yeah. seeing as basically all the console manufacturers hated PAL land. So everything, well, most, like 90% of uh, games ran slower with borders. And if you can imagine when you, you have something like a Game Boy, um, it it did run slower than a proper Game Boy. Mm. From what I remember. But I thought, yeah, just, you know, because I've got, you know, some Super Famicoms, I'm definitely going to have to have a you know, Super Game Boy so I can play the Game Boy cartridges I have at the proper speed on the TV. And I have to say, they look surprisingly good. They look very pretty. Oh, 
and if they're not super Nintendo, uh, super um, Game Boy compatible, you can pick their own palettes and you know colors from you know a different selection. Okay. So you know some of them will look horrible <laughs> in the default colors that they're given. Um, other ones, especially if they're Nintendo titles, they tend to have a color palette in mind. So Nintendo will have said, well, you know, Legend of Zelda mm. will look better like this. So we will choose the, you know, these colors and, you know, there's it running. But yeah, mm. when, when I got the, the Super uh, Game Boy, it was not working and it's still a little bit finickety, but I've used some contact cleaner, electrical contact cleaner on the pins because I'm not blowing on the pins because that just makes things worse. Well, yeah. Yeah, all those old legends. It's like, yeah, don't spit on your electronics. That's not going to do you any favors whatsoever if it's already a little bit wobbly. But yeah, I'm, I've been I've been quite happy with that and uh, getting quite far into Super Metroid again. Wow. Oh, do you know if anyone's oh, oh, been to um, Dread? Sorry, sorry. Just while I remember, um, one of the advantages of using the ROM card that I have at the moment is not only can it do super uh, super effects games and such, but you can also um, tell that chip to simulate the super effects faster. So they they will run better than the real cartridges did. But anyway, yeah. Okay. <sighs> Obviously, um, was it, speaking of Metro, the Dread came out um, the other week. Yes. So, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm kind of keeping an eye on that and seeing if I can get a, a bargain. Mm. Well, I've kind of been put off with that because some people have said the the bosses are, you know, can be insanely either obscure. With the you know the ways that you have to defeat them, or mm. just yeah, just a bit too much of a pain in the ass, and it's just uh, yeah, I've been put off games you know because of stupid bosses when they just put a massive you know difficulty spike right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, I've just realised something we haven't commented on because it's happened since we uh, we were last on air. Bit of news: mm-hmm. Russell T Davies coming back as right as showrunner for uh, Doctor Who. I am mixed on this. I am also mixed on this. Paul! Yeah, I'm actually pretty mixed as well. I mean, it's... I mean, every showrunner's going to have their, I suppose, strong weak points. Um, But to have it return to Russell T Davies is going to be a case of... Well, I mean... Is it going to be like classic Russell T Davies or is it going to try and do something different? Um, I mean, I felt like um, one thing that uh, Moffat did quite well is having um, kind of, I suppose to to a certain extent, more linking stories and to have it as a kind of slightly darker tone. I quite enjoyed the darker tone of Moffat. But um, Russell T Davies... I feel like a lot of his stuff, even though it was, you know, massively popular or more popular than, you know, uh, Moffat or Chibnall, um, his stuff generally tended to be a, a bit too light for me. Mm. 
and to some sometimes occasionally it would also be a bit um cheesy like what was it that the yeah. ending to what was it season three where um they uh, face off against um the master who was uh how saxon yeah i just disappointed. oh god that was fucking awful yeah. i i know was it um jd is gonna be stepping back yes after yeah and to, I mean, so, to be honest, I, I feel like um, I kind of liked her as the Doctor. However, um, some of the episodes were quite heavy handed with the lessons that they were trying to tell. Um, and yeah, the writing basically just uh, could have been a bit better. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with, you know, all of yeah. the twists and turns and whatnot. I'm just but. disappointed it's another male. Well, another man as showrunner again for mm. it. Um, you don't. Well, I'm, 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 just hoping, I'm kind of hoping that the next Doctor is going to be like a woman or somebody of color or something. Well, I mean, we have just a you know. I mean, we have very few sort of like sci-fi fantasy genre shows in the UK, and I mean, it's bad enough in the states. You rarely get women being showrunner for shows like um, that. Sarah Gamble managed to be showrunner for Supernatural for even a season or two is like a freaking miracle. Um, but it, it just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. In fact, I would say you, you got fewer, you got fewer women being showrunners on sort of very genre shows like that uh, versus actually well, being when they have a very big female fan base as well. So yeah, yeah, it's like come on. But, it's uh, not like there aren't women out there who don't know these series inside out. Yeah. I mean, obviously they've had like women write uh, episodes here and there, but you probably still find that the, the even with the new who, like the gender sort of split, is uh, um, quite weighted one way. Are you saying that it has more female fans or for more male fans? No, I'm, I'm talking about the. I don't care about the fans. I'm talking about the people making. Shit. Oh right. <laughs> Um, but, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, like, I mean, like Supernatural had like very mixed fan base, um, and Sarah Gamble like took on stuff like you know. And keep in mind that it's also like the show that's kind of like mixed between like almost fifty fifty split between Democrats and Republicans. Mm. Um, mm. But um, yeah, so that that's just interesting a bit of news to to, to end on, but. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at the calendar now, guys. Um, Was well, it? It's because it's the end of the month. It's literally on Halloween, isn't it? Yeah. So, like that. If if nobody gets any more colds and Zencaster doesn't try to screw us over, we'll hopefully be able to do you another episode before Halloween. Um, and it's maybe by, special. May, okay. and, may, and, may, and maybe by that point, we'll uh, be able to tell you uh, what films we're watching for uh, Halloween this year. You never know. Might be able to. Might be able to. Spooky. Um, don't, Maybe. Don't, don't, don't tell my mum, but um, we're hoping <laughs> to... Uh... You hear that, internet? Don't tell Emily's mum. <laughs> we, we might be conspiring to show some pre-approved by us uh, 18-rated stuff uh, for once for the film marathon. So um, and, and and why would that be an issue? Emily? I'm not going into the details, but um, 
However, that will include classics such as uh, the original Christine, which I'm not sure if we've mentioned on this show, but um, Brian Fuller's rewriting uh, the film of Christine. Like, obviously, it's adapted from Stephen King novel, but uh, Brian Fuller's currently uh, writing a new script for Christine. Um, got announced earlier this year. Uh, well, I say earlier, like a few months ago. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that because there's an episode of the King's, is it King Cast, uh, King's Cast podcast or whatever. Um, where he guests um, and he, he, you know, does an analysis with Christine and he's got some really freaking interesting thoughts about it so I'm super excited to see what his adaptation does but we will be watching the original adaptation on Halloween along with some of the films yet to be decided but anyway that is all we've got time for this episode I'm sorry it's been so long but I'm sorry but we, we could not have recorded the past few weeks with the amount of snot and coughing, and more snot, phlegm. Mucus cast. Yeah, it would have been mucus cast. It wouldn't have been those podcasts. It would have been mucus cast. Um, and, and and losing voices. That was a thing too. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was struggling to do meetings for Zoom over work, for work. So it's like, yeah, podcast. Um, steady on. Um but yeah, so uh, there is good night from. It's good night from me, Paul Wood. I'm Retroid on Eurogamer.net and Super Retroid on Twitter. It's good night from me, Paul Blewett, and I'm on Twitter as at Paul Blewett. And it's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at EMKingMA. You can find notes for this episode over at www.nerdassemble.co.uk. We're on Instagram and Nerds Podcast at Nerds Podcast. Um, and uh, that, I meant Instagram and Twitter. It's late, guys. I'm falling asleep. I was falling asleep a minute ago. Paul had to nudge me. Um, so, yeah, we're <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Podcast. Um, and we're on Facebook as Nerds Assemble Podcast. Um, we're available in such wonderful places like Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music, which is a new one. Um, Spotify, uh, just most you know, stitches, the places where you get your podcast, places where you get your podcast, we're probably there. If we're not, and you we want to be in people. your ears. If we're not on your favourite listening service, and, and you and you would like us to be, uh, you know, send us a note over social media, and uh, we'll see what we can do. That is all. Good night. Good night. Good night. What if Cookie was still with us? I mean, it's not like he's dead, he's just really freaking busy. I know, but I mean, what, what if? What's well, I mean, the thing? I don't, I don't know. I'll tell you something, he'd be watching Bad Batch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Well, I guess you could consider us a Bad Batch of nerds. Oh! Uh, Jesus. You deserve that one. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Silius. <laughs> 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 <laughs>